0: May I have your attention, please?
1: CCA Radio. CCA Radio is part of Cornerstone Community Alliance.
2: Hi, my name is Rob Owen and I'm from Manchester and I am a proud supporter of CCA Radio because they are doing the right thing for children. Hi, my name is Stephen Best, I'm from the Dia Sophie organisation, I live in Dorset in the UK and I'm a proud supporter of CCA Radio because, like me, they promote equal family rights.
0: Hi, my name's Helena Filippo, I'm from Hertfordshire. I'm a proud supporter of
2: CCA Radio because they believe in equality for both parents.
1: Welcome to this week's episode here on CCA Radio with myself, Mark Shepherd. and today I will be discussing parental alienation. A lot of people may have never heard of it or even know what it is. This, like many topics, will be ongoing as it affects people in different ways. So what is parental alienation? Parental alienation is the process and the result of psychological manipulation of a child into showing unwarranted fear, disrespect or hostility towards a parent or other family members. It is a distinctive form of psychological abuse and family violence towards both the child and the rejected family members that occurs almost exclusively in association with family separation or divorce, particularly where legal action is involved. It undermines core principles of both the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the United Nations Convention of the Rights of the Child. Most commonly, the primary cause is a parent wishing to exclude another parent from the life of their child, but other family members or friends, as well as professionals involved with the family, including psychologists, lawyers and judges, may contribute significantly to the process. It often leads to long-term or even permanent estrangement of a child from one parent and other family members, and as particularly adverse childhood experience and a form of childhood trauma results in significantly increased lifetime risks of both mental and physical illness. Now that we have a better understanding of what parental alienation is, I'll be talking to Stephen Best about his experience of it. Welcome Stephen to CCA Radio. Today's topic is parental alienation, and what I want to share with our listeners is how it affects different people. So if you could introduce yourself and share your experience with being an alienated parent, please. We would be also discussing your Dear Sophie campaign as well as playing the Dear Sophie song during the show. Hello, Stephen. Um, thank you for joining us on CCA Radio today. Thank you for having me on. Would you be able to just introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about um, how you have become an alienated parent, please?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, Back in 2016, um, I lost my eyesight and became blind. Um, Me and my ex began suffering relationship problems uh, pretty much straight away. Um, I was suffering with depression. My ex began um, quite a serious gambling addiction. And long story short, In May 2017, I received a text message. Uh, We live on the South Coast, um, and I received a text message stating that my ex had decided she was taking the children and going to stay with her mother for a couple of weeks in Scotland um, in order to clear her head, which in some ways I could understand, we probably needed a little bit of time apart. And a couple of weeks after that, she informed me that she had no intention, excuse me, she had no intention of coming back. Um, so at that point, I immediately went to the family court, uh, put the C100 form in. I thought it would be pretty much a formality, um, simply due to the fact I'd, I'd never had any problems with the police. Um, I didn't drink excessively. I certainly didn't take drugs. Uh, there'd never been any domestic violence, nothing like that. And I thought it would be a formality. Um, went to the very first court case, um was told everything should be fine. And then the usual happens with false allegations and a very similar story to I'm sure many people who are listening to this now.
1: So just, just out of out of interest, why did your ex partner decide to, to move away?
2: I wish I could answer that question, Mark. Um, I've never been given an answer to that question. Um, but, no, tried, but, I... no,
1: but knowing that you're the father of, 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 of the, the, the children, um, and to move away is it a far distance uh,
2: just over five hundred and twenty five miles
1: so that that by that happening it's it's effectively going to sever your relationship with your children so before that move was instigated, was there a conversation with you no. with regards to potentially moving away
2: no the the only conversation whatever took place. Um, is when I first lost my eyesight, I said to my ex, obviously things are going to change. I'm not able to do things now that I was able to do before. Um, If you don't feel like you can handle it, then if you wish to end the relationship, but in in that discussion, the agreement was she would stay in the town where we were living, but she assured me, no, I love you. You love me. We can get through this. And literally... The first I knew of any of this was when I received a text message at 6 p.m. at night on a Sunday evening saying that she was going to her mother's to clear her head uh, for a few weeks. That was the first I knew about with no conversations, nothing.
1: OK, so so. All right. So we we understand that sometimes you, people need time apart and visit family members, which is fine. Which is fine. That's
2: what, I, that's what I thought it was at the time, which is exactly why I didn't sort of run or attempt, <clears throat> excuse me, attempt to run up to Scotland. I thought, right, okay, you need a bit of time apart. We, we'd been arguing. Um, as I said, I was suffering with depression. She had issues with gambling. Um, it had led to several arguments. Um, so I, that's exactly what I thought had happened. She needed some time apart, needed to clear her head. And to tell you the truth, I probably could have done with that time apart and to clear my head as well, to be honest.
1: Which, which is which is fine. Which everyone in in a situation like that would need time apart anyway. So saying that, she's chose to then move to Scotland with the children. What what kind of happened then with regards to your contact with with your children?
2: Um, she at the time before before I put the C one hundred form in, um, I was calling her and she was calling me several times a day. Um, there was no problem with me being able to speak to the children. Um, I, was, I was calling every single night at 9pm um, to say goodnight to my oldest son, and 6.30 to 7pm to say goodnight to my youngest son. Um, she always answered the calls. She would call me sometimes if they were at the park just so I could speak to them. And it all changed at the point when she received the C100 form through her letterbox. That's when it all changed.
1: So I'm assuming the C100 was a child arrangements order.
2: Yes, I was applying for contact.
1: Okay, so why did you feel that you needed to apply for contact and not just have it?
2: Because in the speed, this was we'd been we'd been through the whole of May and the first sort of week of June by this point. So we were almost six weeks into her being up there. She'd already sent me a text saying that she was planning to stay up there and wasn't wanting to come back down. And we we talked about how contact was going to work. And all I kept getting told um, from her was, you'll have to wait until I'm settled. You'll have to wait until I'm settled. And any time I asked the question, well, how long before you're settled? Um, What's happening? I always got the same response. I don't know. I don't know. And it got to the point where I just felt this is not progressing. Um, It's not progressing. We're not making any steps forward. And there are five, six weeks gone by Where, yes, I'm speaking to the children on the phone, but it's not the same, bearing in mind the longest I'd ever been apart from the children prior to her moving to Scotland was probably a weekend when I went camping with some friends, probably three or four years earlier. That's the longest I'd been apart from the children.
1: So how did that make you feel? When when you didn't have that regular contact that you have always previously (coughs) had, but now is being currently severed, how did that make you feel? Well,
2: bearing in mind as well, from my point of view, with losing my eyesight, uh, my my contact with the children is tactile contact. It's giving them a hug before bed on a night. It's sitting my younger son on my lap. Um, it's it's tactile contact, and not not having that tactile contact was I don't I don't even have. I'd say it devastated me, but that wouldn't even Scratched the surface of how it made me feel. Uh, I don't have words for exactly how it made me feel.
1: So, 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 go, so moving forward now, how long has it been since you've actually seen your your kids?
2: Uh, my ex partner moved to Scotland in May two thousand seventeen. I saw them very briefly in April of two
1: thousand eighteen,
2: and I haven't seen them since.
1: Right. So it's coming possibly up to a, a, a full year now. Correct, yes. Of no no contact, um, well, physical contact. Do you still speak to them on the phone?
2: No, that all stopped. Um, my my ex-partner um, got into a new relationship in November 2017. Um, she announced that she was in this new relationship on my, or our youngest son's, um, third birthday. Um she announced that she was in this relationship and the contact the telephone contact which was court ordered um twice a week that got less and less she just wouldn't answer the phone she wouldn't unblock my number because she would blocked my number i never got an explanation as to why my number was blocked but she blocked it um she wouldn't unblock my number for court appointed um telephone contact and the contact just disappeared completely
1: right so it's a, it's a context gone What has happened since? What have you tried to do now through the court processes and the associated services to try and reinstate your relationship with your kids?
2: Well, um, my ex made some um, quite serious allegations against me in criminal court, which are ongoing, so I won't discuss anything about that at the moment. Um, But basically where I am is... Because of that and other reasons, um, social services became involved with my ex um, to do with her looking after the children and our oldest son's education. And I tried to work with social services. They were not interested. Um, all I used to get told from social services is um, our job is not to facilitate contact. Our job is to look after the well-being of the children. And I actually said to a social worker once, well, isn't it part of the well-being of the children to facilitate contact between the children and the father? And she went speechless for about two minutes and then said, I'm afraid I'm going to have to end the call there and put the phone down on me. That was probably the last conversation I had with the social worker that was involved.
1: So this was the actual social services which are supposed to be helping you and your children with the best interests. correct and they have refused basically and then put the phone down on you
2: they've put the phone down on me they've put the phone down on me several times because at that point um at that point i was advised by several people including my solicitor um to record my interactions with social services and i caught social services out in three different lies um and I made the mistake the first time I contacted the um, senior manager in the city where my partner lives now. Um, I contacted the senior manager and I thought the senior manager would want to know that her sort of staff members were telling lies, blatant lies. I offered to play her the recording. Sorry about that. My signal was strange. Um, I offered to, I offered to play her the recording. Um, to prove that what her staff member had said was a complete lie. Um, And instead, I got about a 15-minute bombardment down the phone of the reasons why I'm not allowed to record social services, um, why I shouldn't be recording anything that's been said. I was asked if I was recording that conversation, to which I answered, yes, I am. And she slammed the phone immediately down on me. I've never spoken to them since. And any time I try and contact them, now she's either in a meeting or she's not available to speak and she'll call me back. Well, I'm waiting now about four months for this return phone call I was supposed to get. This,
1: this, to, to anyone listening, they're probably thinking, this, this can't be right. This must be outrageous. Um, Do you know
2: what, Mark? Do you know what? If you'd said the same thing to me in 2016, I would have been saying that exact same thing myself. I would have, before this happened to me, I didn't believe this could happen.
1: And that's the problem, isn't it? That's where a lot of people who are suffering parental alienation, because bearing in mind, a lot of people probably don't know much about parental alienation. um, And and you're now going through it like so many others. But yet, before it sort of affects you personally, it doesn't even come into your vocab. No one really knows about it. It's not really taught anywhere. It's not really... There's no real awareness on mainstream for people to actually understand that this is the problem.
2: No, the, the problem is, um, even when it is talked about in the media, it's misunderstood and it's, mis, it's misrepresented. Um, they will always talk. Now, it's, it's in the interest of the media um, to always portray something as one side and the other. So it's always portrayed as either the family courts are biased against mothers or the family courts are biased against fathers. And the reality is there's as many mothers, almost as many mothers, certainly going through this as there is fathers. But one thing I always say, bearing in mind, even if you take the opinion this is a male or a men's rights issue, which it's not, but even if you take that opinion, every one of them men that are going through this have a mother, have a sister. So it's it's completely non-gender, this issue. It's It's totally misrepresented in the mainstream media, even on the few occasions when they do actually discuss it.
1: And that is well, I, I can I can vouch for that as well, definitely from from my own personal experiences. So what so now you have started a, a campaign called Dear Sophie. can Can you tell the listeners a little bit more about the Dear Sophie campaign?
2: Yeah, um Dear Sophie originally started as um, an idea to spread awareness. and we we teamed up with a very talented um pair of singer songwriters. And between uh, between them, they put a record together called Day Sophie, um, which sort of tells the story of an alienated father trying to maintain contact with his daughter. Um, and in this song, it leads to, we wanted to make it very hard hitting. So we decided after some careful soul searching as to how far to go with it, we decided in the end to take it to its ultimate limit. And in the end of the song, the father actually commits suicide because the courts do not help him. He can't get any kind of correspondence to his daughter. The daughter has um been totally alienated against him and does not wish to have any contact. In fact, she hates him, which happens to an awful lot of us out there. And in the end, he feels he has no way out, no other recourse but to end his life. And that's we wanted to make it as hard hitting as possible. But since then, um it's sort of developed now. And we have the um we have the Dear Sophie website um at um, d-sophie.com, um, which we have a psychologist who is available to talk to people who might need any help or advice. Um, we are looking at getting some legal professionals, hopefully in the future, who may be able to give some free advice. Um, we will be sharing information and just trying to help as much as we possibly can.
1: See, see, see that sounds good to me, where you'll bring in the awareness of parental alienation to a different level a different angle because there's a lot of groups out there that are promoting parental alienation but there is no real person championing it through a different avenue like music is, is, yeah. which is what you guys are doing which is which is innovative no one's done that so what what made you think of doing music and not just following what everyone else is doing with the other groups
2: because what everyone else is doing with the greatest respect in the world to everyone else who is out there fathers for justice and um, other groups around the country and internationally they're, they're doing protests um they're doing petitions now we we also have a petition um that we are intending to put into parliament which we would very very much appreciate everyone to sign but petitions have been done before protests have been done before but as you see yourself the medium of music. We want. We wanted to encourage people um, who had never heard of parental alienation to actually just think about it for a moment. Maybe go on Google and just type in the words parental alienation. Open that door and see the amount of information that is out there. And we thought, what can we do? Because realistically, if you've never been affected by parental alienation, you're not going to turn up to a protest. You're probably not going to sign a petition. Um, you 're not going to be talking about it down the pub or in a restaurant, but what does everybody do, no matter what the the content is about? Everyone listens to music and we just thought maybe this will prick a few people 's ears up and if if we can if we can spread awareness to one more person, then at least we 've done something to further ending this absolute scourge which is taking place all around the world
1: well that to me sounds fantastic and to be honest it, 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 it's so innovative i i cannot but support it and cca are proudly supporting dear sophie and the movement we will also be playing the dear sophie song during this podcast which i hope everyone listens to and acknowledges the fact that there is a problem with parental alienation but on that note i want to thank stephen for taking the time out to talk to us today about his experiences of parental alienation and just after this we'll be playing the dear sophie song for all the listeners to listen to thank you very much for your time stephen thank you very much for having me on mark up next we have british and Kane featuring danny scott dear sophie
0: I don't know if you've been reading these letters or not Been ten years since I last seen you, that's a decade we lost I put my pen to this paper a lot Just trying to find a way to circumnavigate the hatred you got And for what? How could the love I have for you ever falter When it was born out of the love I gave your mother at the altar You're my daughter And though I hate the way she's making this play out I could never blame you for me breaking down Lord, take me now Playing back when you were five When you would find comfort in me Sleeping in your room at night when you were frightened yes. Fast forward now it's thoughts of suicide Cause either she intercepting your post Or you believe a stupid lies And now Napoleon's been asking after you Saying that we have to talk But how when I can't convince you to answer calls I never hated you, not for a second Don't believe that at all Last resort, back and forth Now well, we collided, back in family court When you left, you just departed Without a trace Now you got gonna leave me i The letter for contact like he's expecting I'd warn that like he expects a response back like he thinks I need him, throwing the word love around like I'm just meant to believe it, mentioning suicide like I'm meant to heat it out, oh and he never gave a damn about us, just left us out cold, her mom told me how he grabbed her around the hair and dragged her down the stairs and threw her out the house, So why on earth do you think I'd want to see him fall be playing back when I was five, when I would find him by my side, fist clenched, had me scrambling to try and find something to hide behind, I swear to god he's dead to me for every second i'm alive now once again you want to drag me to court and tell the whole room i've been brainwashed and my actions are forced but nah mom's right he has never given love i never needed him and never will and i'll tell that to the judge been alienated so long maybe leaving earth's the right thing judge dismissed the case Sophie looked me dead in the eyes a puppet on a string controlled by the woman who fed her lies I mean I fought depression here for 10 years stress and tears all for what the judge to dismiss it before he gets to hear my side of events Sophie you just have to know this isn't your fault and it isn't how this was planned to go I love you here and now just how I love you in the grave I pray one day your mother changes all her unscrupulous ways at least enough to scrub away all it is good for nothing changes left un- me, but for me, nothing can cover up the pain, and so that's why I've landed on the darkest escape. No longer harbor the pain, I may never feel like a father again. Hope next time we meet, those feelings have left you still to my temple. I forgive you, but believe I won't forget you, I'm sorry.
1: I would like to thank Stephen for taking his time out to talk about his experience of PA today. I'd also like to thank uh, Britz and Kane uh, featuring Danny Scott for their Dear Sophie song, which was played today also. Uh, As you can see, it's it's not an easy topic to talk about uh, with the experience of PA. It's even harder when you have to live it on a daily basis. Just I want to let you all know to, you know, take some time out. We gather your thoughts, join some support groups and help campaign for change. Because without Total Reform, there will be no change. Thank you for taking the time to listen to myself, Mark Shepherd, here on CCA Radio. Until the next time. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? CCA Radio. CCA Radio is part of Cornerstone Community Alliance. (laughs)